Hello, welcome to another edition of Chopped Greens. I am your host, Philip Amrine, and I am with and uh, along with and praying with David Hoffman. Hoffman, how are you, my friend? I am troubled and a little disturbed and seeking a little bit of, little bit of therapy, I'm going to be honest. See, After, I, was gonna, <laughs> I, was, I was wondering if you were going to say uh, seeking sanctuary, but I was like, there's none to be found. There's really none to be found in this world that we've no. uh, re- recently discovered. Of course, right. if, for those who are... Uh, who don't know what we're talking about or aren't aware of what movie we're reviewing. The movie, the Netflix drop, of course, The Devil All the Time. And this is, I believe, for the strong community that exists, that follows and strives to exist around Robert Pattinson, and of course, through which I imagine is is the focal point of which the bearded man you you, uh, had foretold of that we were to watch is, this is the mustachioed... Uh, presence that we were promised. Is this true, Hoffman? I'm sorry. I think you lost me there, Phil. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It was Robert Pattinson the mustache that we were uh, we were focusing on this week? Oh, um, I suppose. I suppose so. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it was really all round mustaches, don't you think? Pretty much every. Uh, pretty much. Everybody had some form, except for Tom Holland, who I think at this point in his career and life would look a little weird with a with a mustache or facial hair, really. Right. Although, you know, interesting to see Tom Holland. You know, well, I mean, after seeing him play Peter Parker, I suppose it's a, it's a little bit of a. It's interesting to see him just not be the the nerdy kid who gets beat up. Yeah, I, obviously. And... In fact, Doesn't do get... the beating up. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. Um, aggressive. And just as, as you know, now, now that I've brought up um, uh, Spider-Man, I, I did want to bring this up at some point during our discussion, was the kind of interesting Marvel presence in, in this movie. Because um, yeah. if you look at the timeline of when uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and, um, and uh, Tom Holland were together filming... Spider-Man Far From Home. And, you know, soon after that came the production of this movie. And Jake Gyllenhaal was a major producer for this movie. And obviously then you also have Sebastian Stan, who plays Winter Soldier. Not that this is in any way significant in terms of the story itself and the movie, but it was interesting to see. It's it's nice to see that 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 they obviously enjoyed working together to the extent that they wanted to combine you know talents so soon afterwards you know yeah yeah for some that could have uh, been forces of natural uh detraction but these uh these two seem to get along so well that hey let's link up again so it, yes you're right absolutely it's uh it's quite nice and uh uh really there's <sighs> such a such a such a behemoth to really get through. Um, again, though, like yeah. one last one last little little tidbit on Robert Pattinson specifically. Did you enjoy his mustache? Since he is uh, what I'm going to put forth as the uh, mustache of the film. Did did it live up to your mustache expectations? 
Yes, it did. It okay. did. Okay, just as a mustache. Just as a mustache, not as a character, not as an actor, just, just as a mustache. It did. Good to know. All right, we move forward boldly where uh, we must go. And I'm going to start at the beginning, which since we must start at the beginning, I, I think then it's incumbent upon me to start at the worst part of the film, which is, <laughs> for me, the beginning. Uh, I, I don't exactly know why they they did what they did and started us where they started us. It was it was incredibly jarring and I felt like um it it was it was uh, an ode of some sort maybe to like uh pulp fiction or something. It was a very weird timeline in the beginning that really it really seems fumbled whereas uh, in, a, in a previous episode, we had reviewed the trial of the Chicago 7, and yes, it was fumbled. We eventually got there. I still at least respected how they did it. Um, they had faith in their in their viewer to catch up by the time it was necessary to fully be aware of who all was referring to whom and, and, and what character. In this, in this film, I just... My biggest takeaway was that the beginning was weird. We could have started... <laughs> while I understand that there was somewhat of a, a necessity to be like, oh, uh, you know, like maybe maybe let's not give away everything right off the top, I guess. To, to start off where Bill Skarsgård takes, uh, takes uh, Arvin at age nine uh, up to, the, to pray, I didn't feel, feel like it did a service to the film much if at all the only one i could think of was to finally establish religion at the beginning and it was a clunky entrance into it i felt like it didn't serve the story as a whole did you did you have such a uh, such a so trouble with it David? is your is your problem with it more just you didn't appreciate the non-linearity at the beginning i i think that i i can uh, uh, Again, it's 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 actually quite wonderful that we did the the trial um, previous to this for many reasons. Of course, it being on Netflix. Of course, it it just having some of the similar themes, but I think explored better. Um, well, not themes, but uh, at least techniques rather. Um, the non-linearity. I think that that's a choice, uh, a, a directive, and uh, perhaps writing choice. And I don't think it was necessary or earned in this in this film, and it only served to be somewhat embarrassing because the because while some of the time jumps were fine and were nice and understandable, a lot of the time I had to really remember what the date was, really remember at what point everybody is in their lives because it was just so hard otherwise to to connect the dots when there's such a, a an ensemble of characters and cast. I just really I think can, it, can, it disservice the film. I can I can I can see why you thought why you why you're saying that the the, the opening of the film was possibly the weakest point. Um I didn't I didn't have so much of a problem with it to be honest. Um personally I I you know I it worked and I followed for the most part. Uh I it didn't throw me off very much and um no so I I, I guess my answer is no. Uh, well, not really, I guess. That, okay, I mean that's that's a that's a fair fair response. I just for me I 
I I wish for that part I'd I'd like to have at least because I know that they went back they explored and and again the only two things now that I'm thinking about it, the only two things is one that it it created uh, an environment where we could go back and forth uh, and it not be as jarring in the future but my goodness in the beginning like the fact that we went back to that exact moment even. Like, it, it, it just showcased me that, wow, we could have really done without this point in the film, and, and it didn't seem incredibly significant uh, in in the sense of the story. Like, uh, it, it'd be like if I'm telling you a joke, and I tell you, like, two people at a bar, but then I never, I never really incorporate the bar element of it, like, and I'm just like, and then, then we went to the dollar store, and that's where the joke's supposed to take place. It just feels jarring that we went to the dollar store first, even though I guess we're learning where they, I mean, it, it just, it was, it, it seemed incredibly clunky to me. That was my biggest takeaway and seemed jumbled. Um, to you, to you, was it at all jarring, uh, David, to see Bill Skarsgård in something outside of It? Um, I guess, you know, I didn't really make that link, um, immediately while I was watching the film. Right. I, I, it was, it was surprising to see all, you know, the whole cast was, you know, yeah, surprising. You wouldn't have expected any of these actors to be cast in these roles. You, you would have, there's so many other actors that you would, that if you were casting this film, you would go to first and yet... I had no problem with any of the any of the casting. I thought I thought all of it was pretty spot on. Um, you're you're absolutely correct. I I thought a lot of the casting was great. Yeah. I think, I think that uh, Bill Skarsgård is. He's not pigeonholed by his, by his portrayal of it, because you know of all the makeup and the prosthetics and all you know the special effects. Um, if you didn't, if you weren't aware of of you know who he was, then you you would probably never notice. Right. Right. So so no, I you know I don't think so. It didn't. It wasn't jarring at all. It was more you know I guess I was enthralled by what was going on on screen and it's everything was just so so extreme in like every single scene seemed like right on edge of being completely outrageous um in terms of what was happening something that like it was very foreign to me not not something i'm 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 very familiar with that that part of the world that culture um so everything was that that's what was jarring so yeah no yeah no that's that's good and and you're absolutely correct where i wanted to go with all this was um you're abs- uh you're absolutely right is that while the casting oh it seemed ref- it seemed almost refreshing because like uh, a lot of these characters and uh, people and of course actors playing these characters a lot of them kind of broke stereotypes from which you kind of recognize them from you'd be like oh that's the guy from whatever and what they're playing is completely not the character that you know of it's it's um um, it's it's very much breaking the mold of what you what you knew and and I'd say almost say chief among them is Robert Pattinson but you could just as easily say that of Tom Holland again just as easily say that of Bill Skarsgård just as easily as say that of uh, to a, to a lesser degree probably Jason Clark but but again going back down Harry Melling just go down the list 
um, and a lot of fine performances. Um, and it's hard to break free from the tone and theme that religion plays on the film. And I, I, I actually enjoyed seeing how many elements and how many different ways that they explored just how religion can go awry. Like that seemed to be a, a prevalent yeah. thought and theme of the of just just how 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 many different ways religion can lead can lead people. Otherwise, perhaps even maybe good people. Or maybe not. Yeah. Maybe just, may uh, just good or otherwise to to lead to horrible decisions and and situations. Right. Almost, almost um, portraying, showing how 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 religion can amplify, you know, the characteristics of of the person practicing, um, and can has the potential to corrupt. Um, mm. You know, we look at um, at Robert Pattinson. Um, would he would he have the power to do what he was doing to those young girls if he weren't in that in the position of you know of preacher Actually, in a yeah. right in a in a town a very uh, deeply religious town? Would he have had the capacity and the position to to manipulate those those young women? Um, almost certainly not. Um, in the same way, uh, Bill Skarsgård's character, his aggression and and overbearing protectiveness over his family, um, probably amplified by his his belief that 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 God was was right there alongside him, fighting with him. You know. Um, all these these characteristics amplified by 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 this intense intense uh, belief and yeah I, I think it, it these absolute power corrupts absolutely and even, and when you even, when you believe that God is on your side and believe that God is 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 got your back then then that's that's as close to absolute power as you can get and like Harry Melling's character again like <laughs> I don't want to yeah. give too much away. But you know what he does in the film. It's just just the 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 danger of 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 what it, belief and it's what it's so pure... disturbing. It's so disturbing. It's almost comical, right? I mean, that's that's one of the right. ones that it goes so far that you're like you get to a point where you're just you laugh. I, I laughed. I don't know if you if you laughed. I was pinnacle. well. <laughs> I don't don't think I laughed. I I watched it and I was like, well, of course not. No, okay. right, right, right. But it's still it. I that's why I laughed. I was like, <laughs> that's. I mean, but it felt real. It wasn't a laugh right. at it. It was a laugh almost almost with it. Um, and to and our listeners, that, if you. If you've seen it already, then you know what we're talking about, and I, I, I hope you do go watch this film so that you do know what we're talking about. It is, yeah, it's just hard to, hard to understand, hard to empathize with at all. Right, of course. For most people, I, I should think. Um, and, and the one, <laughs> you should hope, and, and, for, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and for, um, the one that actually, like, many storylines that, that weave, intertwine, and, and eventually all come together, but, um, the one that I actually somewhat appreciated the most, and not even because of the actors or, or anything, but the one that I appreciated the most was the was the um, the the storyline involving 
Carl and his uh, wife and the and 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 the, when it comes to religion, it was interesting that they sort of burrowed forth with their own religion, like the the religion of of art or or whatever it is that they they yeah. seemed sanctimonious. I I found that to be somewhat refreshing because the rest seemed to be predicated on a god, whereas this one was just the religion of beauty I yeah guess. i i i'll say this i i think that there are there are, you know the the movie is very heavily uh based around religion but i think it's it, there are sort of multiple religions that you can look at here the first being religion in a very little literal sense uh one of the the other major ones is the religion that is gun culture um prevalent oh. in in southern united states and then, and then there's other, other, um, like you said, the, the art and uh, photography, I suppose, um, being another one, sort of in a lesser sense. Um, politics even is in there a little bit. If you look at, um, if you look Sebastian at the, Stan, the sheriff, the deputy, Sebastian yeah. Stan, the sheriff, yeah. So yeah, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of layers, and obviously you have these. These several intertwining uh, grapevines of of, of storylines with with different um, different groups of characters that, that sort of meet and meet again later and and I th- you've got different sort of um, of these uh, pseudo religions going on in each sort of storyline. And for me, I I really appreciated um, Robert Pattinson's performance. Um, I I think. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself here and I'm projecting onto everybody else. But I know for me, I was actually quite intrigued whenever I saw the commercial for this. The rest of the cast was, okay, yeah, cool. Um, I think I I understood and and really enjoyed them more so when actually watching it. But (laughs) I I think uh, Robert Pattinson has kind of met that level where it's like, oh, he's actually a a draw. And so when I went to see him, I was like, finally, I was like, oh, wow, finally, we're, we're finally at him and we're like, maybe a half halfway point into the film that's interesting um but yeah, yeah he was the, he was very much a supporting character which the the trailer was a little misleading yes yes way. yes and and it and to be fair like re re-looking and rethinking about that at at now um having just viewed it i i should <laughs> you should have noticed uh, that it his uh, his appearances only occur in like three locations, whereas everybody else is kind of scattered along everywhere and willy nilly. And then Robert Pattinson, every single time, seems to be in a church in the same church. <laughs> but anyways, church, uh, church, car, church, car. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, that being said, and still, Robert Pattinson, I think, man, it, he might be the best <laughs> the best uncut gem from the twilight series that has that has uh, been put forth my goodness what a performance i i don't i think i think in a shine out performance from the rest of the cast like i i would even venture to say like a full step ahead of everybody else do you agree i yeah i i think his character was a little bit more more meat on the quote, bone quote unquote no uh, i was going to say charactery and it's mm. easy to look at that and go, that's the standout performance. Um, I think it's impressive enough <laughs> and noteworthy enough that, that these British actors are coming out and doing these 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not from, yeah. I'm not from that region of the United States, but it sounds like spot on to me. So, so I'm, you know, it's very impressive, and um, and I would say that Tom Holland is is almost on that level. I just think it's it's easy to like to have your eye drawn to towards the most charactery performance. Um, hmm. And you could you could make that argument about Harry Melling uh, playing the role of Roy Lafferty as well. Um, it's it's you know it's it's a toss up. He's also quite charactery, but it is. Uh, I think it's it's you know there's still a lot of substance to Tom Holland's character, even though it's not quite as 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 Pronounced. out there. Right. 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 Um, was there anything that you thought demanded to be noteworthy that that was like really great on the film something that really stood out to you that made this film just so just so again just so notable i suppose i suppose it, i mean the, the subject matter being what it was very unique we don't see a lot of major films with you know um, star-studded cast like this, you know, about that subject matter. So, so that in it in itself stood out to me. And when I saw the trailer for the first time, as I was browsing through Netflix, it was it immediately I was intrigued. And I didn't watch it immediately because it was a two and a half hour movie, but um, <laughs> but I did come back to it, you know. And and it was when when we were trying to decide what what movie we were going to do next, it you know it was pretty, pretty high on the list. And I, I sort of jumped at it. Another thing I wanted to, to, that I thought was noteworthy in terms of acting was, uh, um, and I, I really hope I'm not going to mispronounce this name, was Mia Wasikowska, uh, playing Helen, Helen Hatton. She marries, or Helen Lafferty, she marries, um, Harry Melling's character. Uh, small role, really, really, nuanced and and believable and real and and just so vulnerable and yeah I, I thought she was she was awesome yeah absolutely um this it, it's only upon review and thinking about it but this almost this almost feels like it's in the mode of pulp fiction where obviously you're working with different time elements you're working with um different stories that all don't seem interconnected, but yet they, they end up doing so. Um, and you're working with a lot of great actors um, that may not be tremendous standalone actors or something like where they're headliners, but you'll certainly recognize them. And they give out each just a wonderful performance, like not a weak performance in the bunch. Um, right. And, and, uh, and it's an ensemble film, and yet you can still say that, wow, there was, there was like six interesting stories in there that I think altogether made one compelling one. Um, and maybe one, one low one. Like for me, the, the, the arc with, uh, Sebastian Stan's character, the deputy, I think that that one probably hung the lowest. It's kind of weird. Yeah, that that's one that it, they ended the most, with. Right. The most interesting thing about his story is the way it, the way it crosses paths with, with Arvin's story, um, yeah, uh, play, Arvin played by Tom Holland. Uh, so the way it, the way it sort of dips into his story, I thought was like, oh, interesting. Um, but that's about but it. 
I I didn't feel like yeah I didn't feel that strong about it. and there was there was a whole subplot about his reelection and these guy yeah it was uh, it was yeah. it was in my mind probably the weakest point of the film and it was it the weakest one and it didn't deserve to like it felt appropriate yeah. being in the end but also at the same time it didn't feel earned to be like the ending well, to be the it, the taste that it, was left in our mouth it didn't really earn its place amongst. All the other storylines. I guess I Bill yeah, Skarsgård's yeah. character even, even arc and poignant. Harry Melling's arc and you know, close second I suppose is is um, is uh, uh, Sandy and and what's the uh, her husband, the photographer. Oh, Carl. Uh, you, Carl. Really? Yeah, Sandy and Carl. Also, like I think that one was also less intriguing. Just um, less than. Well, well, I suppose it didn't it didn't carry as strong as it had the potential to, in my mind. That one was, um, I think, <laughs> as funny as it is to say, I think it was alluring more so than it was contentful. Um, it it well, certainly they... looked the part. It certainly had interesting elements, and certainly you were anytime they were on, you were, or at least I was, intrigued with where they were going to go, what they were going to do. They had an air of of not knowing what the heck was going to happen and then seeing how they were connected within the story point uh, woven in like twice really um well i thought i mean if you look at it if you look at it it they you, they show you how they meet in the film and then the next mm-hmm. time you see them they're fully pronounced as their <laughs> yeah they, they, that's that's yeah they, that's how that they're living the life that they're living and and it's it's like whoa how did we get here and we don't really see much else to their like. We see a little bit of what their life is like, but it, it we don't have the any sort of we don't get much of a sense of their personal relationships like we do with with Arvin and um, and his uh, sister and or... Lenora, right? Yeah. And and Robert Pat even Robert Pattinson's character, um, the, the preacher, is in the film. You know, not that much, but we we get we we understand the situation and who he is and and his relationship to the other characters almost instantly and and it there's all the context that you need as a viewer so i think that was that was so much stronger for that and and the the sub the, the side plot of sandy and carl is it's it was very intriguing and interesting to watch and and it fit into the story nicely but we didn't have that 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 bottom layer i think and that's why it was a little bit weaker Again, not so much as 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 the you know Sebastian Stan's sheriff side plot, but right. But also, here's an interesting question for you: Do you feel like the narration, having a narrator in this story, do you think it was a necessary? And if so, do you believe that it was a boon to the story or took away? I. I, I don't know that it's ever necessary. It's a it's a it's a useful tool when you're telling a story. And the narration, I don't know if you you picked this up in, in your reading, but you were gonna I say I think we're I think we're going right. in the same direction. But yes, uh, yes, Donald Ray Pollock is the narrator in this film, and of course he's the author of the original novel. Um, right, which that, the movie, of, was which based the movie on. is based off of. Yes, so. I, I liked the narration a lot actually. I that was one of the one of my takeaways from the film that I sometimes narration works better than other times, but what was really nice about it was that, you know, he he, he had a sort of southern accent, but but he was, you know, speaking to the audience, 
with the, with the audience, well, with the majority of the audience's point of view. So it was a nice bridge between, <laughs> I hate to say, like, I hate to put it this like this, but between our world and the world in the movie, which is just, for me at least, I don't know about you listeners, but for me it was vastly different from my world. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so it was nice. Hope. I thought it was like... Yeah. It was it was like a bridge to me. It was like a, a stepping stone from my world to to this world in the movie. And and I thought and the he voiced it brilliantly. His his yes. you know, yeah. I presume he's not a voice actor. That much research I didn't do, but he's a, he's a he's a novelist and 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 he did a, yeah he did a great job. Yeah no tre- tremendous job knowing. I think that that role is pronounced more pronounced once you actually find that little tidbit out post uh post the fact and what a great voice for um i mean you can oh, yeah. even think of a couple of uh, you know if gilbert godfrey was the author i, I don't know if would, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that they would use the same tactic but uh, a tremendous voice and uh, i couldn't have stated it better your, uh, than you did um a, a, a tremendous bridge from this world uh and ours and it felt like uh almost like a welcoming like hey i I know you. I know this is like kind of weird for us, but let's let's kind of check this out, anyways. Uh, it, it was quite nice, and um, yeah, uh, kudos on you for for finding that little tidbit out. I was hoping that you didn't, so I could blow your mind with that little little um, perf- uh, tidbit. All what right. kind of movie reviewer would I be if I didn't do a little bit of research first? Oh, just a, just a scooch, just a little uh, bit of sauce on it. Just yep, a few right. fun fun facts to sprinkle in. <laughs> All right, uh, we've reached that point of the show, David, where we tell the viewers, was this worth a watch? Was this worth a watch, David, for you? Uh, I, I'll speak for myself. I definitely, definitely would recommend this film. I, I think it's two and a half hours, but it's definitely worth the watch. You, you, David? Yeah, 100%. Uh, you, you won't be bored, that's for sure. You might be grossly disturbed a little bit so if you can handle that then definitely 100% recommend I think it's a great great which watch I sh- which I should side piece on this and uh, say I think the most disturbed I was and maybe it's just because I'm so desensitized to everything else but when he like when uh, when who uh, Robert Pattinson sticks his fingers in this freshly made dish that that Arvin's oh. grandmother oh. made and he just like he just just delectably sucks his finger just off the sauce and everything while preaching. It just, it, that I think was the most disturbed I was the entire film. The re- there were other close moments as well, but my goodness, that was just chief among them. <laughs> yeah. Watch the movie just for that moment. Just for that. It, whether or not you, whether, I mean, I'm sure people who love Robert Pattinson and, and are stands of him will enjoy that moment as well for, for different reasons. All right. Uh, so that is the devil all the time. We both recommend it. We both say it's definitely a, a darn near must watch. Um, and uh, great performances to be had by all. Kudos to the entire production team. Brava. Uh, for David Hoffman, you can find me on Instagram at David Hoffman, double the F, double the N, <laughs> underscore actor. So that's my that's my Instagram handle. You can find me. Perfect. I'm Philip Amrine, and I'm reminding you that it all is just a delusion.